Wow, he's been here for one second and he's already ruining it. Don't edit any of this out. Let people know not. how unprofessional this limey <laughs> fuck is on our podcast. Master's class podcast. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he's taken over already. I mean, that's what they do in colonial old That's Lincoln. true. <laughs> what we- our podcast has been colonized. <laughs> you, you, you may begin now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, masters. Thank you, king. Welcome, cadets and captains, to another episode of M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And as you could probably figure out, fucking Rich Masters is here. Rich! Like the, the glup shit-o of M-Class Podcast. <laughs> you, you don't know why you want him, but you kind of do. No! You're far more skilled than we are. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. I, I, didn't, right I didn't sign off on that, but... um. <laughs> If you've never listened to an episode of M-Class Podcast before, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, we pick it apart, we tell you whether it's good, bad, or other, with our patented Cochrane to Catfish scale of warp quality. Don't question it. It makes it sense. It makes sense. It makes sense, trademark. <laughs> T-M-R-R-C. It makes We're gonna sense. We're going to be talking a lot about, the, about this episode, I think. Because mm-hmm. this is the episode that screwed us. Oh, yeah? With the shirt. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This is the episode that fucked over M-Class Podcast. This is why we can't make that shirt, because one time it was in this show for 35 seconds. And this this episode came out years after we tried to put that shirt yeah. up. I guess a little backstory here right at the top of the podcast. Uh, we tried to make a Go Climb a Rock shirt. Literally just a white shirt with Go yeah. Climb a Rock in a normal italic font. Yeah. And CBS shut us down. They catfished us, first of all. Yeah, well, they told us straight up, like, they shut us down, and then they were like, we want to license your design to sell on shirts. And I, being uh, a dumbass, believed them. Well, like, what does that mean? Like, that that's, like, really shitty, right? Like, what? And then uh, they never spoke to me again and shut our store down entirely. The whole store. Yeah. And then they came over and cut my ghost dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what you should do? You should, uh, you should do a new shirt. Go climb a cock. That's nice. amazing. Maybe you are better than us, Rich. It turns out... <laughs> We should Not have here. it say, go climb a cock, and then have the Paramount Mountain on it. <laughs> oh, oh perfect. So and the top of the mountain, instead of it being like a snow peak, is uh, Mons Difference. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> Fast Difference? Uh, no, like the Mon Calamari, but a dick. <laughs> Crispy squid dick. Just what everyone wants mm, on a everyone t-shirt. Everyone loves that. Big seller, like, that one. That's called uh, a desperate joke save when you say some dumb shit. <laughs> Is that what it's really quickly called? Quickly turn that around. You're good at that. Not that's not an insult. <laughs> no, you, not... you're 100 percent correct. No, you are very good at it. <laughs> Look, M Class Podcast did a good thing recently, and I think I'm not done sucking our dick off about it. Oh, our, thank God. Our collective dicks <laughs> during uh, Pride Month. M-Class Podcast created the Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive 
wherein we were raising money for the Trevor Project, a uh, suicide prevention hotline for LGBTQIA plus teens and youth at risk in a resource center. And uh, thanks to all of you shiny, happy people out there in the cosmos, we ended up raising $2,598. Amazing. That's That's great. great. Which is $1,000 more than we put into it last time. So, Man, I'm ready for next year. Let's go 1000 more. Let's do more. More. And the real sad thing about it is, because of working for a charity, I know how much charity workers get paid. So you've probably yeah. saved about 100 million lives. Cool. <laughs> 100 million <laughs> lives. Yep. Do the wow. math on that one, folks. Try and figure that one out. Wow, we're like amazing. I'd like to point <laughs> out that last polio vaccine. Oh, cool! <laughs> we made it. Eat my dick, Jonas Salk. <laughs> you fuck. I um, know who invented it. I'd like to point out that um, Josh donated three hundred and one dollars over my three hundred <laughs> last time. Yeah. This time I donated one thousand two hundred and fifty-three dollars and ninety-four cents more than Josh. So <laughs> that's true, since all of ours were combined. Yeah, uh, everything we put in was combined under my name because it had to. So. Wow, Josh. Thanks, dick, U.S. government. Dick move. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like taking the credit for this. Yeah, I'm. Uh, so thank you to me, and also everyone else. I'd like to thank the people who like. I wish I knew some of these anonymous donations. Somebody donated three hundred dollars anonymously. Yeah, but they did donate three hundred and one. Three hundred and three, bitch. Three hundred and three. Yeah, I think that was probably on purpose. Not on. That's funny out. as fuck, dude. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but we're not here to fillet ourselves too much. <laughs> not this early. We'll do that in the breaks. Yes. Uh, cool. My, my memory alpha has frozen, so that's cool. <laughs> is there even a memory alpha for this episode? Yes. There is a memory alpha. Um, thanks to Rich Masters, little-known fan of M-Class Podcast. Uh, Never we... heard of him. No, me neither. <laughs> Sounds like a dick. <laughs> Well, sounds right in the name. So, I, I want to say something here. This Dick Masters thing. My middle Dick name Bastards. is Phillips. So my my middle name is Phillips. So technically, it's Dick Phil Masters, which is nice. like the best the best wow. gay porn name ever. <laughs> I totally missed my calling. Why are you a writer and not doing that? I could be sucking dick for money right now. God damn! I mean, that's kind of what we're doing. Right? Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> True. We're all sucking a proverbial dick anyway. Yeah. The dick of the universe. (laughs) Alright, everybody. You're making me hard. Stop. Um, (laughs) I'm almost done. Hold on. (laughs) Almost done. Almost done. Alright. And Um, I'm done. (sighs) Thanks to Rich Masters, we're diving into Lower Decks at the end of this uh, cultural exchange collection that was created by Rich Masters. This is the best one. The best cultural exchange episode. I think I like oh, I like how rich like I like how you put a lot of like uh, Easter eggy things into our show for mm-hmm. for the collection like there's I don't know the the Odo turning into a bag <laughs> are you like a genius are you so, like some kind of I was gonna um, put you know the DS9 episode where they go on the mission with the Jem'Hadar because that's a better one isn't it yeah that is um, a better one and 
I couldn't a I couldn't remember whether you did it, and then b I saw no, that didn't. Odo turned into a bag, and I was like, yeah, oh, I've got to do this one now. <laughs> this is like number one go to move. The, that's a good segue. Rich didn't really mean that because he knows about this already. But that's a great segue that he set me up for. That you can go to mclasspodcast.com and there's a list of every episode we've ever covered, including a link to the episode. Mm, I wish that's I'd the use one that. where they. <laughs> Is that the one where they crash on the planet? Uh, no, that's the one where the, there's a changeling in the ship with them, isn't it? The one yeah, where they do the mission yeah. is the one where um, some rogue Jem'Hadar have taken over this weird Aztec temple in the middle of a jungle. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah. The one where they crashed the on the planet is the one we did, Josh. We did that one? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gone to mclasspodcast.com <laughs> and true. looked at it. It's true. <laughs> this is all a set, set up for the Thank you, for Josh. I think that's the first one where they kill Wayu. Yeah, and we, and you're like, oh, he's dead, and then... Oh, damn. Spoilers. Wayu in 37. Kevin mm-hmm. 37. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's get into it. Yeah. This episode is season two, episode nine of Lower Decks. The first episode of Lower Decks we've ever covered. And honestly... I'm gonna I'm gonna say if I needed to show someone lower decks, I think this is yeah. the episode I yeah. choose. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a really good one. Which I imagine is why you chose it for us, right? Mm-hmm. I so I've I've done a well, also I've done another podcast about this episode. So this isn't my first time with this episode. Wow. So you're um, cheating on us? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so uh <laughs> yeah. I love this episode. Sorry, right out of the gate. Yeah. It's great. No, I do spoilers. Too. Yeah, it's gonna get a good rating. Skip Probably the, higher than a five. <laughs> Rich Masters here podcast for slut is going to give us a great <laughs> reference. Don't pod shame him. I am pod shaming him. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I will point out that Josh earlier said, is there a memory alpha entry for this episode? And there is, but there are no memory alpha entries for the writer or director. Hmm. Wow. Well, who did that? Uh, written by Catherine Lynn and directed by Bob Suarez. I don't know anything okay. about either of Ooh. them except Suarez is a really cool last name. I've got yeah. a, I've got a fun fact. Oh yeah, uh, Catherine, how interesting. Catherine Lynn is the because she created Talin the Vulcan. That's why they yeah. named her Talin. Um, yeah, I figured it was like a like a. I, I didn't know it was her, but I, I was like, oh, that's like Lynn. That's a funny. It's a funny Vulcan. Uh, I've got a further fun fact. Well, let, I didn't let him finish. I've been no, no, no. Good. I, this I makes done. it seem like he didn't know the thing I'm about okay, to okay, say. Okay. <laughs> uh, Catherine Lynn actually cosplayed as a Vulcan mm-hmm. to a bunch of Star Trek conventions, and the Vulcan that she cosplayed as was Talin. They yeah. just based oh the my god, there. that's amazing. Rich didn't know that. Don't check with Is that him. what Rich was going to say? Definitely didn't know that at all. <laughs> Damn. He's never coming back. You know no. that, right? <laughs> Who, Rich? Because of that. We're just Americaing up his whole thing right now. Yeah. We're just yeah. like, did you know this? Who's, colon- who's colonial now, Jeff? <laughs> uh, I'm American, so still me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Good thing I'm Philadelphian. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing American about Philadelphia. Nope. <laughs> well, since you yeah. guys have forgo forgone all freedom now, I suppose there's not anything American about Philadelphia, no, right? Not really. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to look at it, or a horrible way to look mm-hmm. at it. 
Like, this is the only episode where I haven't been mad in a while. Let's not, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, let's, let's... We don't want him to Hulk out. No. Uh, that's what I did in the last M-Class email, apparently. Everybody's like, oh, wow, Jeff you? was an asshole last time. <laughs> I beeped out all the things. How did they know what we were even talking about? How did they know? <laughs> okay, so this episode is, uh, a, um... Story split into three about um, three different ships. Wedge Dooge. Can you say it, please, in its original Klingon? Wedge Dooge. Wedge Dooge. <laughs> and it, is, uh, it means three ships because the, sh- the episode is indeed about three ships. Uh, the well, Cerritos. technically there's four I was going to say that. Yeah, there's four. <laughs> All right. Perhaps it's uh, three You guys go ahead ships. and do the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out and critique everything you say real quick. <laughs> oh fuck. This is a good one. This is gonna be a good one. The um the three ships that matter are uh the IKS Chito. Chito Which means battle. Ah. Oh, wow, really, it's a really spent generic two seconds name. Naming that yeah. And uh the Vulcan cruiser Cheval. What does that mean, Rich? Uh, it means massive dong. Damn. It does look like a big old space dong. Suck my cheval, bro. <laughs> Although, isn't cheval in French horse? So it might be horse dong. You never know. <laughs> you know how those French are. Yeah. That's something we can all it's like agree doing on. a podcast with two Joshes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, this must be the greatest day of your life. <laughs> it's, it's one of them. Um... <laughs> Uh, which, should I what's start the, the episode? Let's, what's, uh, the, <laughs> what's the third ship, Jeff? Uh, I, I just said, it's the Cerritos, the Chita, and the Cheval. Oh. Oh. And Cerritos in uh, Spanish, I believe, means Doritos. <laughs> that seems Sir, a little the racist. Of <laughs> it's a female version of a Dorito. Don't look it up. It's fine. The, the triangle faces down. Is that what <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. So uh, our lower deckers, which is apparently what they're called, <laughs> wow. are in the mess hall, and uh, it's it's you know the normal crew: Boimler, Mariner, Rutherford, and Tendy. The best crew there ever was. <laughs> mm. And Boimler's like, let's all have some, let's all chill and have fun together. And everybody's like, fuck you, Boimler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're going to warp for twelve hours. Get purple-headed. Bitch. So they get a tw- they get basically a day off, full day. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> All of the rest of the lower deckers have uh, dates yeah. with uh, bridge crew members. <laughs> and the thing about lower decks that you'll notice really quickly is that their relationship to the bridge crew is entirely dependent upon how it needs to be for the yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's never consistent. <laughs> like, uh, if you don't know, uh, this episode reveals something to you that doesn't get revealed until I think the second or third episode that uh, Mariner is Captain Freeman's mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah. And she's like a fuck up, right? Yeah. But like she's like a fuck up on purpose because she like doesn't like authority, which mm-hmm. like who does? You it's know? true. Mm. Have you know? Did you notice what they were all eating? No. So um, Boimler's eating gruel and hot water. <laughs> what? <laughs> so gruel. Tendy's got a bowl of ramen. Uh, uh-huh. Rutherford's got a burrito and a blueberry muffin. 
Mariner's got like a huh? salad in a hard taco, and then oh, yeah. um, like Boimler's eating gruel and, and a That's cup of amazing. hot water, which is so it, him. Yeah, it really. If he could just have water and a water sandwich, that would be the most <laughs> Boimler meal. Water and a water chestnut sandwich. <laughs> Watercress, nasty. Mm. <laughs> uh, I like I like to picture him going up to the replicator and just ordering gruel. Like you can get anything you fucking you can get like a chocolate cake, right? Nah, gruel for me. <laughs> Boimler wants to be the gruel guy. He wants everybody to know he's the gruel guy. That's his bit. That's his thing. Yeah. When you can order uh, anything, why not make it nothing? Why not? Yeah. Order gr- it just wraps up. It's a snake eating its own gruel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rutherford is going to attend a pottery session with Shax, which is one of my favorite parts of the episode when we get to <laughs> yeah. And uh, I like how he calls him Papa Bear. Papa Bear. <laughs> it's so adorable. And uh, Tendi has been invited by Dr. Tana to go to the holodeck together, and we find out uh, that she's a cat, so she loves climbing. <laughs> yeah. That's, Yeah. I love how like the, they're like is the, she's like is the safety protocols on and she's like I don't know maybe <laughs> she's like I don't know sure whatever <laughs> underrated character the doctor it's I like do bones love the if bones was like even more apathetic and he didn't give a fuck. the the whole bridge crew are oh, is it sacrilegious to say this the bridge crew are better than the lower deckers I yeah. can agree with that actually because yeah. they're less dimensional characters, mm-hmm. so they can be more ridiculous. Yeah, they yeah. can be caricatures. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they are. Boy, yeah. there's there's not a whole lot of depth <laughs> behind those jokes, Ma- but I maybe, love them. Maybe the first officer, what's his name, Commander Ransom. 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 Great name. Yes. Uh, Maybe he's a little more complicated because sometimes he's like an idiot, and then other times he's like nice, and mm. it's like, oh, okay. He's I, like, I guess he's like a Riker. Yeah, he's rip-off. he's basically the pop culture definition of Riker, but then he yeah. does real Riker things every now and then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but Boimler is of course pissed off that he doesn't have a senior officer bridge buddy. Bridge buddy. Yeah. And uh, Tendy, being Tendy, of course, says, well, why don't you use this time to make a new friend? Yeah. <laughs> so he She's tries so and good. goes, I love Tendy. I do love Tendy. She might be my favorite of the Lower Deckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her and uh, uh, Robot Man. Rutherford. Robot Rutherford. Man. <laughs> yeah. I do love Robot Man. I'm like a real-life bridge officer. I don't know anyone's name. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Uh, I do love that Boimler is like, oh, I wish that there were built-in forced social structures. <laughs> like the Binars or the Klingons. Yeah, this is a great transition, though, too, because they're, they're like, I don't think you'd like it on a Klingon ship. No, and they're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Boimler's like, oh, they're probably nicer than we think they are. They've been traveling using warp drive for centuries. They must have evolved. Yeah, and then we hard cut to a Klingon sleeping in the lower decks and getting punched in the face to get woken up. (laughs) (laughs) They use the movie music, and it's so good. They do. It's so good. They do. Even at the end when they're doing that like uh, uh, attack montage, Mm -hmm. it's it's Star Trek Six, right? Where you're like, oh, this is so cool. I I forget how to pronounce this character's name. Is it Ma? Ma ah. Ma ah. (laughs) Just clear your throat. 
Everything I in Klingon that, is you yelling at somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, he, uh, he wakes up and he, he wants to impress the captain or die in battle. That's uh, the only two options here. Yep. <laughs> but uh, Dorg has been Dorg? undermined by Tog. <laughs> Captain Dorg Dorg has been uh, undermined by Captain Tog lately, so Ma'a is uh, (laughs) positioning himself so that he can be the new second-in-command. Yeah, he's got, like, helm duty or something today, so he's, like, really kissing ass. Mm -hmm. He's kissing two Klingon asses. (laughs) Think about the the upward mobility in Klingon society. If you want to be... Like a way higher rank than you already are, just kill the guy that's that way higher rank. Yeah, but you have to like find a good reason, dude. It's like it's corporate America, man. <laughs> God, that was the most like uh hippie thing I've ever heard. You say. It's hey, corporate, man, America, America, corporate America, man. You know, like fucking mowing lawns and shit. It's true. I just want to know, I want to know, like, <clears throat> about Klingon culture, like. That guy with the accordion on Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. like, yeah. what is his fucking deal? Did he like he- kill the guy who used to run that shop, <laughs> and is now? Did he kill the a guy for an accordion? Like, what's he, the dynamics he, there? How does he that killed work? the he killed the great Klingon warrior Weird Al <laughs> to get the accordion. Dude just or, loves a squeeze box, man. Yeah. Or rather, Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al. <laughs> I do love that Ma'a says uh, he's the only logical choice for first officer, and they all just start fucking laughing and making fun of him. This is great. This is like high school bullying, like yeah. friends making fun. Like, they're like, what are you, a fucking Vulcan? You need to cut your fringe and serve on a Vulcan ship. <laughs> they're like, what are you, grow some bangs? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Doesn't one of the lower deckers as well say she's got to scrape out the worm barrel and replenish yeah. their blood supply? Yeah. Which was so yeah. fucking gross. Don't, yeah. don't mention Gah. <laughs> I have to scrape out the worm barrel. <laughs> Would you rather scrape out the worm barrel or have to do what Mariner had to do in that one episode and clean the biofilters on bio the Biofilters, for sure. Because I don't, I don't know what, like, bullion jizz looks like, but, like... <laughs> If I don't know what it looks like, then I can maybe be like, I don't know, what is this? Like, just, like, snot? Mm-hmm. I scrape you know? out my worm barrel every day. Uh... <laughs> well, wait wait one minute. I would like you to expand upon that. Uh, please expound upon that for us and our audience. I can't. <laughs> You've caught me. You've caught me. It was an ill-timed, bad joke. I know I my head in shame. Um, Never be ashamed of worm I, barrel. I believed in you, Rich. I wasn't trying to capture you. I believed it. You were the chosen one. <laughs> They're more like uh, cakes it, than barrels. <laughs> uh, out in deep space, uh, the Vulcan cruiser Cheval is running along perfectly. Except, of course, for the horrible outbursts of emotion <laughs> yeah. by the lower decker Talen. This is the funniest part. This is the funniest part. She uh, works to enhance the long-range sensors instead of monitoring the tertiary impulse systems. (laughs) I like how that's like a job. Like the third in command of looking at one minor thing. Mm -hmm. 
she she develops these algorithms that'll enhance the long range sensors, and uh, she finds a surge of metrion particles out in space. Yeah. That's important later. Mm. And they all just start like Vulcan bullying her for not yeah. doing her assigned duty. They're like, "What is fucking wrong with you?" <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I wanted to do this," and, the, and they're like, "Wanted." <laughs> <laughs> Is this the first time we've ever seen a Vulcan ship on the inside? Uh, no, you see it in Enterprise. Uh, maybe you? the bridge. Well, not like completely. Yeah, you see but... the bridge of several in TNG, even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, <clears throat> but inside a ship like this, yeah, this is absolutely kind of the Dude, first time. Dude, it's all pyramids and shit. Like, yeah, whatever. it's so cool. I love it. I love the language. I am a big fan of the way it looks. You guys fucking love pyramids. Yeah. Well, also, it's like. I get these migraines from fluorescent lights, and uh, we uh-huh. have nothing but fluorescent lights at work. This ship looks like a nice place for someone with migraines to work in. Yeah, like it's all they soft lighting. Out. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I get, I get behind that. Yeah. When you get migraines, do you get sick from light? Oh I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. Me too. I have to wear my Some sunglasses at work, yep. which makes me look like a complete douchebag. No, I think no, you no, mean no, it makes right. you look super cool. Yeah, you look like. <laughs> Cool, you look like cool. you're the father of uh, <laughs> knee justice or whatever we named your <laughs> Power knee. Power, Power knee. There it is. Knee justice is Knee justice is, is pretty good, actually. Knee <laughs> justice. Uh, but, like, she's she's trying to, like, spin the, you know, it's, it's logical for me to spend time improving the sensors instead of doing my job. And they're all, yeah. like... Right. Yep. They're like, look, your Metreon readings are within acceptable parameters, you psychopath. I love how they're like, like the captain's like, so, or, or one of them I think is like, so you want us to deviate from our course 1.7 degrees? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh my god. She's like, um, we've never seen a reading of such anomalous energy that's this large, and something about mm. it feels off, and all of them are like, Feelings <gasps> wanted yeah. to? Yeah. Yep. You're completely out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she leaves and they like look at each other and one of them says she's lost all control of herself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most civilized ass shit. It kills oh, me. It's so fucking it's so funny. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the like I mean, of course, it is a cartoon, so the mm. cartoonish differences between the two ships are just so fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm such a big fan of this episode. Well, they do a really good job of, like, making the Klingons Klingons mm-hmm. without making them, like, evil or even, like, stupid, you know? Like, like the Klingons are, are still, like, funny, but they're not, like idiots right and they have lots of like really cool extraneous details as well like the klingons lower deckers sleep in hammocks yeah like the vulk like talin's not tied her robes like everyone else is wearing a belt has a closed robe she's lost her fucking mind (laughs) that's almost like unbuttoning your top button if you're in england exactly crazy you're out of your fucking mind what is it 78 degrees over there (laughs) i guess rich is gonna be the vulcan isn't he This guy's so rich, he's got two monocles. <laughs> uh, the, the hair quotient on the top of the head of this podcast just shot up when Rich showed up, by the way. 
um, <laughs> by at least like 17,000%. Yes. Mm. However many hairs he has. Uh, back on the Chita. <laughs> Chita. Ma'a. Enters the bridge. And this is when Captain Dorg and Commander Tog are just fucking fist fighting yeah. on the ship. Because that's how what they a, work out their problems. You know how they are. <laughs> you know how they are. You know how those bridge heads are. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. We have a guest on and I say that? Wow. Rich heads? <laughs> that's not That's Rich's fan club. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a rich head. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> No. Or not. <laughs> Tog uh, charges Dorg. Keep these keep these apart. They're different characters. Yeah. Tog charges Dorg with a knife, but Dorg grabs the knife and stabs him in the chest and kills him, just throws mm. him on the floor. Yeah. yeah. He's Tog forgot what it means to be Klingon. Was so was Dorg the original captain? Yeah, yeah. Dorg is the captain the whole time. Yeah, okay. okay. I, I love how um, what's his Stephen Dorg looks. Um, <laughs> Stephen Dorg. <laughs> wow. Um, I love his like furs, and he's proper like he looks like Gowron. He looks so yes. Yeah. I Doesn't... love his design. I was gonna comment on that as well. Like uh, all the way down to like the spikes on his boots. Yeah. Man, I, I want spike boots. Can really, I have spike boots. If you if you take. An outfit that a member of KISS would wear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you take the sequins off of it. That's Klingons. Maybe yeah. the Klingons just haven't gone through their sequin phase yet. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for it. Wait till the the disco era of the twenty three late late twenty three seventies. Then we'll get some Klingon sequins. Uh Dorg wants a new first officer who uh, knows what it means to be a true Klingon and will not spit in the face of duty. As all Klingons should be. And he's going to give that position to whoever impresses him the most. And he's like, get this Patak out of out of my... Well, they don't use Patak. They use, like, other Klingon slurs. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're so bad, there's no translation for them. <laughs> uh, get this Patak out of here. And Ma'a is like... Ma uh, I'll do. I'll do it, Captain. I'm the best. Remember yes. me. <laughs> this is great too, because he's like <laughs> dragging the body away, and it stays on it for like ten seconds. He's like, Ugh, <laughs> he gets it almost the full yeah. way off screen, and then drops the legs. <laughs> drops and goes, <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they'd be heavy. He's wearing that fucking full armor. Yeah. Yeah, how much does a Klingon weigh? How many stone does a Klingon weigh? <laughs> The dunking on England cast. <laughs> uh, back on the Cerritos, uh, Boimler um, finds a uh, Tamarian uh, officer of Starfleet, which is really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And he has the the ceremonial knife, mm -hmm. the dagger, yeah. like the dagger attached to his uniform, and I thought that was fucking cool. Yeah, he's in a few episodes. He's funny. He's in the one where they catalog all the stuff, isn't isn't he? Um, and I this box so. giant skeleton is in one of the I'm episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on season one, watching through it myself. Like yeah. I'm about oh, halfway through. So. Oh shit! Well, there's <laughs> um, a, spoilers. There's a giant Spock skeleton. <laughs> Well, now you've ruined the whole to series the to me. It's in, it's important later. Uh, 
the Temerian's name is Kayshawn, and mm. uh, they they have like a, a conversation in Temerian, and we learn that Boimler uh, either studied very slightly in Temerian or, or looked up one phrase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when he tries to respond to him, Kayshawn, it's very fucking <laughs> funny in my book. It's like, yeah. look, it's hard to keep weight off when you can replicate anything you want. And like, <laughs> Why doesn't he just eat gruel and hot water? Exactly. <laughs> gruel. Take a gruel once in a while, Kayshawn. <laughs> fucking gruel break, bro. Look, hot water is so refreshing, Kayshawn. <laughs> you don't know. Especially on a hot 78 degree day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 78 degrees is pretty much as high as it goes, I hear. It's like basically boiling. Yep. <laughs> it is. Yep. It is. Yep. When I was in England, it was like ninety there, and they were like, like you guys were like a apol- you guys, <laughs> you people were apologizing. You people, yeah, they were like apologizing. They were like, oh, I'm sorry, it's really hot. And I was like, oh, this is like normal where I come from. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, man, like, yeah, it's we're, hot, we're not used to this. We're not used to it. I, yeah. I'm saying this with like full Vietnam flashbacks going off in my head. Like, <laughs> we're not used to it's this. just too hot. It's too hot. Thousand years, thousand yard stare. <laughs> 78 degrees, man. <laughs> you weren't there. The humidity, it's all around us. Well, that God, that would be true in England, right? Where it rains every day, all yeah. day. It's and like I, 99.9% humidity out there. Yeah. And I live in Plymouth, which is like the the rainiest place you've ever been. It's like fucking Ferenginar here. Uh, where's which side of the island is at plymouth on uh it's as it's as literally as close to america as you can get from england is it okay so it's near ireland too okay it's just we need a rock after you yeah that's where the pilgrims set off from yeah well so that tells us all we need Mm. to know look plymouth rock (laughs) we didn't land on plymouth rock (laughs) plymouth rock landed on us that's true that's very true (laughs) <laughs> uh, which I think is probably not something a white guy should say, but uh, it's a quote from a movie. <laughs> um, Boimler decides he's going to steal other people's bridge buddies. <laughs> dude. He just starts like, <laughs> like fucking dude, we've all been there, right? Where you're like trying to like insert yourself in a conversation at a party or something. And you're like, I feel super awkward. <laughs> or maybe it's just me. The, uh, uh, the shuffle, he, the side shuffle with the drink as you and then and you, you d- extricate yourself because you don't want any part yeah. of that conversation about two You do the later. fake laugh. You go, ah. <laughs> 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 That's my fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he wants to make friends with Shax. And uh, Shax is with Rutherford in the pottery barn. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Shax has a great line where he says, "Pour all of your rage into the clay." <laughs> <laughs> but Boimler, being Boimler, ruins it immediately. He's like, "Oh, did you learn how to make pottery on Bajor?" He's like, "What?" Shax like immediately like loses his fucking mind. Just starts like destroying the pottery. <laughs> he snaps like Rich when we talk about the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, did you think I had time to learn pottery Fighting when I was fascism. resisting the occupation? <laughs> Fighting fascism is a full-time job. 
Amen, Shax. Hell yeah, Shax. And Rutherford saves Boimler's life by holding Shax back. He's like, come on, Papa Bear. Put it into the clay. <laughs> Put it, Put into, it into the clay. <laughs> Shax is like, I'm going to make an ashtray for my incense, and it's going to be the shape of a puppy. <laughs> How can you not love Shax? So Shax good. is my favorite bridge crew member. Yeah. A favorite like, ex- later on, when he's like... The Klingons usually want to die in battle. You know what? I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I kind of get it. <laughs> I favor externally, but that sort of person having around you all the time, 24-7, that's yeah, some volatility. Like that. yeah. It's true. It's, it's not a good, it's not good for no. your mental health. No. <laughs> like, I think not. that's true of a lot of characters in Star Trek that, like, we love mm-hmm. would be really tiresome to be around all the time. Like Clark I love, would be exhausting. Yeah, to be like yeah, I love Data to death, but every time I said a phrase, I had to explain it to him afterwards. Mm-hmm. Get but with, really old <laughs> with Data, you could just be like, "Look, Data, I'm not feeling it today," and he'd be like, "Okay," and he would never take it personally. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> Then you'd have to hear it from the other fucking bridge crew, though. Like, Data said you didn't explain two two in the hand is worth one in the bush to him. Yeah, Why would I you mean, not explain that? Because I don't even know what that means. Look, <laughs> he has a database of all human knowledge yeah. in his brain, but he doesn't know that. He can look it up on his internet brain. I don't fucking look know. Look it we up just on fucking it. Datapedia. I don't know. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. I love Data. I'm just joking. <laughs> I named my cat after that fucker. I named my cat after Data's cat. I'm allergic to cats. Damn God, why did we let him on? <laughs> this was a it's mistake. Not, it's not by choice. What, uh, it's not it? by no. choice that we let you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We owe him. It's true. You signed the contract. <laughs> you knew what this was. <laughs> you signed the contract in blood. You know. <laughs> Back on the chita. Dorg is feeding his Targ and Ma'a compares it to Kor's hound. At He's the, fully uh, kissing ass right now. At this like great Klingon battle that I would never be able to pronounce in a million years. Can you what is it in English? Uh I don't know. What is it in Klingon? The uh, <laughs> Battle of Klok Dekel Brock. Yeah. They mentioned that and, on DS9 in the yeah they um, did uh, the fucking albino Klingon one the yeah uh, right whatever it's called don't give a shit the one where Dax <laughs> one. is a Klingon yeah it's the one yeah. with the uh, um Mr. Freeze like all the old Klingons come back yeah yeah all the old heads and Mr. Freeze is there yeah <laughs> Mr. Freeze <laughs> yeah <laughs> Kang is the voice of Mr. Freeze in what? Batman the series. How interesting. We, we have talked about this on the show before. Man, I don't remember. what. This is like our 40th show. I have no memory t- of this. This is our 118th episode Ooh, of man. this show. Not even M-Class email. Now we can buy super porn. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> now we can buy that uh, dick master porn. <laughs> dick Phil master. It's good. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rich. I'm it's sorry. The best. It's the best porn you ever gonna get. <laughs> that that sounded vaguely so like a threat. <laughs> it's the best porn you're ever gonna get. Uh, 
we're we're gonna have a break in a second. Trust me. <laughs> um, back on the chitta. <laughs> Uh, this is when, uh, you know, he compares him to Kor's Hound at the Battle of What the Fuck Ever. And Dorg is like, oh my god, I can't believe at such a young age you know about the classic battles. Yeah, you know all the classics. Battle of the Kalel Brocked, Led Zeppelin 2. <laughs> Battle of Geonosis. Battle of Geonosis. <laughs> uh, Battle of Tanab. Ma is like, let's sing a song about it together. But then this old Klingon just immediately headbutts him to the ground. Yeah. He's like, get me another barrel of blood wine, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling rank. That's how you do it. And uh, since I just used the today's magic word, bitch, which we certainly never used before. <laughs> no. It's time to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Bitchin. After these messages, we'll be right back. Here a ghost, there a ghost, everywhere some scary ghost. It's showtime, folks. Today, call for the real. Welcome back from those messages. Hopefully we got somebody to pay for this piece of shit, so you'll hear their thing. <laughs> you don't want to hear any more 900 numbers? Come on. No. Well, yeah, actually, I do, but I'd love it when somebody pays us money and we can put their ad in instead. Yeah, it's better, because mm. money is better than funny. <laughs> mm, that is that is the corporate truth of our world. Yeah. In, in that instance, it was. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Suck my dick, Rich. <laughs> This is why we brought yeah. Rich on to bring us down a couple pegs. Yeah, we need uh, it, honestly. We definitely deserve it. <laughs> these these M-Class boys are getting too far up their own ass out yeah. here. Let's take them down. Uh, so back in the episode we're supposed to be talking about, on the, Kling the Klingon ship Cheval, uh, Talen's captain, who is credited as Talen's captain... That's his name. ...is... Uh, Asking, you know, why did you modify the long-range sensors? That's not part of your regular duties. And mm -hmm. Talen, uh, being a genuine Vulcan psychopath who should be locked up, yeah. says that she had a gut feeling. <gasps> and he, and he's like, what? <laughs> what? What did you just say? What did you say? But uh, she thought that improving their sensor range would be logical and illuminating. And uh, that ignoring this weird energy signature out in space would be illogical. Yeah, and yeah. This is totally what the captain right. is like, you want us to alter our course by 0.1%. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I suppose, I suppose, do that for long enough, that's quite a big deviation, right? That's I'm going to sound like a Vulcan here. So. Yeah, space for sure. <laughs> but the captain is like, helm a just course to investigate the reading and to Len... Again, a psycho smiles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn, man. This is like, this is like when Voyager had that serial killer on it. <laughs> Pretty much. When Gollum, not Gollum, when uh, Worm Tongue, Worm Tongue was on Voyager. <laughs> Did you know that Worm Tongue is from West Virginia? Uh, I don't think I knew. You might have told me that. Isn't he a massive d bag? Is he? Um, no, is actually, that, no, he's Reg like, Barkley, isn't it? Yeah, Reg Barkley's a massive deep. <laughs> oh, what? Why would you tell me that? Sorry. He's um, not. <laughs> the... <laughs> he's not. Don't look at I lied. Him. I lied. 
Um, is he? He's a uh, he's Murdoch, right? Yeah, from eighteen. Yeah, uh, Wormtongue is uh, like a really like sensitive artist type who okay. stopped acting because no one would give him a role that wasn't a psychopathic murderer. Yeah, he's he was so always on X Files. Oh, he's yeah, also he Chucky. Oh, he's Chucky. And he's still Chucky to this day, so he didn't really quit. So. Oh, he doesn't need to do anything then. He's rich, dude. Yeah. Chucky rich. <laughs> he's got <laughs> fucking Chucky fuck you money, dude. But um, her her smile is gone a second later when the captain's like, this isn't an endorsement of your behavior. Mm. You need to ne- spend the next two days in meditation. Like, punitive <laughs> meditation. Yeah. <laughs> Take two days off, bitch. Yeah, two days off and fucking relaxed. <laughs> Talyn's like, I'm near completion of my personal project, and the captain's like, your your insane outbursts are not acceptable. <laughs> She's like, look, you're trying to rely on your beliefs, feelings, and instincts instead of what's logical. Uh, your behavior is comparable to that of a child. Someone in the background goes. <laughs> Captain, permission to ooh. <laughs> permission granted. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Do a non-emotional ooh. It's <laughs> not like a zombie. <laughs> like, ooh. Ah. Uh, back on the holodeck, Tendi is rock climbing with Dr. Tana. <laughs> this is why we get fucked. This, this right here. Totally fucked. Yeah, Boimler flies up with the levitation boots from Star Trek V. Get it. And he's wearing the shirt that says, go climb a rock that we lost everything to. Basically, we're bankrupt fucking poppers now. Every, we have to, (laughs) people wonder all the time, like, why we don't advertise the merchandise or add to it very Mm -hmm. often. And it's because every, I've opened a shop four times. Every time. And every time I add more than two shirts to it, it instantly gets shut down. Mm. Paramount is out of its mind, right? I, I don't even, I I don't know. The one that we have open right now is the fifth one, <laughs> <laughs> and fifth you can get to it at mclasspodcast.com, But I'm never going to mention that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the fifth Star Trek. It's the best one. Oh no! Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> oh no! What would God need with a t-shirt store? <laughs> um, and of course, Boimler being Boimler, uh. Is not he didn't bring any equipment whatsoever except the fucking boots and the they boots. fail and he falls. Yeah, this is when Tendi is like, "Are the safety protocols on?" And she's like, "I don't know. Yeah, sure, whatever." Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then just keeps climbing. Yeah, herself without any equipment because she's a cat. yeah, because she's a cat. Yep. She's just using the claws. I like her little stubby tail. Yeah, she lost it in she, a fight. Definitely. Yeah, she lost it in a street fight. Is what she yeah. lost it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, Boimler heads to the phaser range. This is so good. <laughs> this and is a good This movie. is absolutely hilarious. He, like, goes into the phaser range, and uh, Captain Freeman and Mariner are target practicing, and they're just endlessly <laughs> arguing with each other, just fighting screaming. With each other. Yeah. About periods <laughs> and the menopause. Yeah, yeah, the best part. You don't need to tell him about my period. He's not good with that stuff. How about I tell him to turn up the environmental controls when you have your hot flashes? <laughs> and the whole the time background. Boimler is rapidly pressing the open door button. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so good. good. It takes him a full, like, 15, 20 seconds to get the door open, <laughs> then he dives out of it. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Fast and the Furious. Oh, shit, yeah. Fuck yeah. Go get them. We're a family. I, lo- I love Vin Easel. Philly Joyner. Boimler gets in the turbo lift, and that's when uh, Commander Jack Ransom is in yeah. there with uh, a Benzite and a lady. And they're all talking about how they're from Hawaii. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, Earth, of course, Earth would have like Benzites living there as well. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, of course, later we find out. But um, <laughs> I like th- I like that they don't question it. They though, don't, right? Like, yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, he's from Hawaii. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Boy, Even though Jack Ransom probably knows it's all bullshit anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. But <laughs> Boimler's like, oh yeah, that surf is the best thing ever, and, the, and they're like, right? <laughs> in the tropical times. And he's like, oh, you're from Hawaii? And they're like, yeah, nobody else but a Hawaiian would understand to be able to talk about Hawaii that way. Yeah, he sticks up for him. He's like, yeah. like He, like, welcomes them in, right? Hawaiians don't call themselves Hawaiians, do they? No, they, no, they don't. <laughs> no, not really. They call themselves, think... uh, like, uh, well, actually, I don't know. Huh. It's, it's, there's, like, a name for it. Yeah, mm. there is. Write in and tell us. We already got like 16 emails. You may as well. Um, <laughs> Kamaaina. I think I said that wrong. That's how the native oh, so yeah, Hawaiian. It's child of the earth, isn't it? People, oh, of, awesome. the land. People of the land. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Nice. Call ourselves Thanks, dumb shit like human. Lame. <laughs> 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 Fucking Hume. Uh on, on the Chita. Chita has brought a new barrel of blood wine to the mess hall. <laughs> Um, but he's having trouble dragging it in again because he's kind of yeah. a small Klingon. He's weak, yeah. And uh, a giant heavyweight Klingon just falls on him, passes out. <laughs> Drunk. And then everybody in the room laughs at him again. It's very high school. Yeah. It's this dude, it's so high school. And he's like, like he's like, help me. <laughs> and they just leave him. <laughs> and Dorg comes in with his Targ. Yeah. His Targ's like, so cute. It's, it's super cute. He's like, this Targ ate one of Tog's legs. It needs to be walked around or, <laughs> to pass it or else he'll have yeah. gas. He'll have gas. Which is like fucking... This is what normal Klingons would probably talk about. And yeah. It's just in their Klingon voice. It's funny as fuck because it's like... <laughs> but a Klingon having a normal conversation is just hilarious. I love later on it's when true. they're like... Um, hit the bow movement was honorable. It was an honorable <laughs> movement. <laughs> I do love that the Targ immediately loves Ma. Like, yeah. licks his face and is all happy. Yeah. yeah. Animals, man. Animals know when you're a good person. Toby the Targ. Gosh. <laughs> Will we ever have our own Toby the Targ? Man, I'm trying. <laughs> uh, back on the Cheval, Talyn has been sentenced to the meditation room. <laughs> but uh, she's still working on her pad. And when yeah. the, the other lower decks... Here's something that, like, I thought was kind of a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about the idea of, like, hiring as many people as you can to give them, like, work and everything so that they yeah. can be part of it. But I thought for a good five minutes of this episode, maybe ten, that every lower decks crew was voiced by the lower decks crew from the Cerritos. Yeah. Do you think so? I don't think... I didn't They're not. that. They're not. Okay. The red-headed not, but... Vulcan is the guy from The Good Place, isn't it? And uh, yes, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. He, he plays Husband. Kevin on yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and he plays, like, one of the devils yeah. in yeah. The Good Place. Yeah. And he's hilarious. He's really yeah. good. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity, because I thought that was really funny until I realized I'm an idiot, and that's not really what's happening. What? I think the cap, the Vulcan captain is a Futurama guy. Like, he does tons of voices for Futurama. That's probably I, true. I believe. Mm. Um, but, what I think what's a missed opportunity is they should have, because, like, you know, spoilers, but clearly Ma'ark, or whatever the fuck his name is, is, like, a Boimler yeah, Klingon. Yes. And Talin is a Mariner Vulcan. But they should mm-hmm. have had Tendi and Rutherford represented as well in there, in the, the foursomes. I think that would have been really good. But- Maybe one of the Packlids is like that. <laughs> yeah, we do see technically five ships lower we decks do, yeah. in this episode. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the, the Packlid ship, Packlid. <laughs> Welcome aboard the Packlid ship, Packlid. Red alarm. Red alarm. <laughs> Dude. So funny. <laughs> but Way to, to make the villain of this whole series the dumbest yeah, idiot so in the funny. galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Talen is working on a project when the rest of the Vulcan Lower Deckers come in, and of course they're like, uh, what are you doing? You've been sentenced to punitive meditation. Yeah. You should be being punished by meditating. And she's like, what are you going to tell on me? Right? Yeah. Oh, they, call it, they call it punitive spiritualism, which I thought was really funny. I love That's like... that like, she, is, she is ridiculed for doing her homework and being yeah. good. You nerd. Yeah. Dude. Talen's to, to like, look, I'm not rebellious. I'm just enjoying, again, she's mm. a psychopath, enjoying yeah. my project. And I hope to, ha- hope to have it finished by the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, and this is when the blonde or redheaded Vulcan guy is like, you have completely lost control. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking about, like, uh, if you if you um, didn't strictly follow the rules, you'd realize there's more room to, like, learn and achieve. I can become yeah. your confidant, like how the Klingons have a chadich. She dumps yeah, on like, so many times. Yeah, and then she, the other one's like, well, we're not Klingons. And then she's like, well, we're also not Borg drones, which mm-hmm. is really Yeah, good. we don't have to blindly follow orders. And she quotes Spock, logic yeah. is the beginning of wisdom, not the end. Not the end. Yeah, and her yeah. friend is straight up like, I'm going to tell Vulcan High Command on you. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's got that excellent line where she says like something like, I hope they notice how bothered I am by their assessment. Like, how, yeah, how, they, how unbothered I am. Yeah, and dude, it's so good. I do love that. Like, that's when the that's when the guy Vulcan is like, "You are clearly unstable." <laughs> <laughs> the entire crew has noticed your behavior, and Tillin's like, "Like, I give a fuck. I don't give a fuck." I love how in the end, when she gives basically the Vulcan middle finger to the Pretty cat. Much. <laughs> Uh, Boimler is uh, a little bit worried about his visit to Hawaii in the holodeck with Ransom and crew because, again, he is lying through his teeth about being from Hawaii. <laughs> like, how hard is it to pretend you're from fucking Hawaii, though, right? I like, love the bit in the lift where he says, oh, I thought you said you were from a plantation. Pineapple or coffee? Yeah. Uh, he's like, both? <laughs> That's, so like, wow. That's so tropical. That's so tropical. It's so good, dude. I do love how uh, Captain Freeman's like, Freeman the Mariner, report to my quarters for hanging out. <laughs> and she goes, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but both Tindy and Rutherford are like, look, Boimler, you need to tell the truth to Ransom. Like, what? It's it's better to be true to yourself than just have a bridge buddy. <laughs> They're like, which is more important, your your self worth or having a bridge buddy? And he's like, you're right. And then it hard cuts to him <laughs> yeah, hard- going into the holodeck, going, "What's up, fellow Hawaiianer?" <laughs> In Hawaiian shirt with a mai tai. <laughs> That's so Boimler. That's like the most Boimler shit. It really shit. is. Like, dude fucking sacrificing all of his beliefs just to have a bridge <laughs> Dorg is in his quarters in the Klingon ship, listening to some classic Klingon opera. It's really good. It is good. I do love Klingon opera. And, and the, the shot of the ship beforehand where it's mm. like, you can hear it, uh, it's like really, really cinematic. And like, this show has a lot of like really cool ship parts to it. Oh, like, yeah. There's some ship porn in here. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of... Sh- I love some ship porn. Ship porn. Yeah. Not to be confused look, with what Rich Masters is into. An honorable look, movement Look, porn. Germans. <laughs> <laughs> look, Germans. We know you lost two world wars, but no need to go off the deep end here. <laughs> the deep end? <laughs> think about it. Think about it. No, thank uh, you. <laughs> but Ma enters and he's like, "You're t- I finished walking your tar. He, he his bowel movement was honorable." <laughs> but Dorg throws his bottle of blood wine at the screen and he's like, "The Klingon Empire are pussy ass bitches now. <laughs> We're a bunch of baby back bitches." He says something about joining the Federation. Yeah, yeah, well, he, he says replies with the Klingons yeah. joining Starfleet and yeah. studying at Bajoran academies. I think he's talking yeah. oh, about, he's talking about specific Klingons. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, right. fair enough. Um, that would have been an interesting. Yeah, it would be really cool. It happens eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. Of the Enterprise J, but they've lost their respect for tradition. Is his big thing, and tradition is space tradition. colonialism. <laughs> tradition, yeah, space fascism. And Ma's like, yeah, we've we've lost our lower deck, our, our lower deck, our dick. lower decks. Our blood is as reddish pink as it always has been. <laughs> <laughs> they find a way to make like fascistic, like propaganda, like jingoism mm-hmm. into like this hilarious fucking like Star Trek shit. Yeah, dude. it's I'm, really good. I like the my favorite is Dorg being like, "Ah, oh, you have a warrior spirit, even though you are weaker than the others, and smaller, <laughs> yeah. and slower, uh, and weaker. <laughs> you could be captain of your own ship one day." <laughs> But then the Chita is hailed, and uh, Dorg's like, yeah, send it to my private quarters, and a pack lead named Rebner appears on screen. Rebner? He's like, are you ready to give us presents? (laughs) (laughs) We'll discuss our transaction in purpose, in person. This is like me on Christmas morning when I was a kid. <laughs> ready to give me presents? Where's my presents? Red alarm. <laughs> <laughs> but they beam over uh, to the Pac-Led ship Pac-Led. <laughs> the clump ship, isn't it? It's a clump ship. Because they just like weld parts together. Yeah, It's massive, too. It's Holy massive. shit. But uh, on their way to the to beam out, Ma'az like, you're working with the Pac-Leds? They have no honor. <laughs> and Dorg uh, quotes uh, General Chang, yeah. when he, who, of course, is quoting Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. 
cry havoc and let loose the dogs of war. It reads better in original Klingon. Of course. <laughs> I love that line in that. It's so crazy. It's like, and especially now that we're living in like the post-truth times, you know, <laughs> like it's just, oh my God, like the Klingons. Yeah, there was a Klingon like in Shakespeare. Yep. That's right. Yep. <laughs> that's fine. That's normal. Yep. <laughs> um, That's such a like enemy propaganda thing yes. as well yes. like these humans think they wrote Shakespeare but Shakespeare yeah. was really a Klingon mm -hmm. that's like that's like when you watch like any ch like Chinese movie and it's like at the end like Ip Man the first Ip Man I was like oh this movie's really great and then at the end they're like then China single-handedly defeated the <laughs> Japanese in World War II and you're like wait what well, wait, <laughs> like, a, wait a tick uh <laughs> <laughs> Hold on! Wait, what? And China did no crimes yeah. in Japan. Yeah, nothing ever bad happened from us. Yeah, and yep. Japan only did exist. the crimes. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but uh, Dorg's plan is for the to give the pack lids weapons and information so that they can throw the quadrant into disarray. And Ma is like disgusted by this. Yeah, because yeah. it's something a Romulan would do. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It's very Rami. Oh, God. <laughs> Freaking. It's very pointy-eared fucking green yeah. hobgoblin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we learned nothing about acceptance during this no. entire Well, we're 21st century <laughs> humans, so yeah. we're pretty shitty. <laughs> and what can but, five episodes do that, like, 30 <laughs> years hasn't? <laughs> It's true. <laughs> yes, exactly thirty years. <laughs> but uh, they they're they're beaming out or whatever. But like we can tell that Ma'a really has his reservations about this plan. Mm -hmm. uh, back, plan. back on the Cerritos, uh, Mariner and Captain Freeman are playing a game of Clue. Clue. So Starship good. Clue. And if you notice, uh, Mariner's guess of who the killer is is yeah. the Vulcan. From, from Deep yes, Space man. Nine, who used yep. the gun that could fire through walls. That gun in Star Trek Online had to be nerfed like 77 <laughs> times. I don't doubt it. It was the only gun that people would use to kill Borg, because it bypassed all the Borg shield and shit, and you just wrecked the shit out of them, dude. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense that like the Federation found this like unbelievably unstoppable weapon, and they were just <laughs> like, well, toss it in the trash. Yeah. It's not <laughs> sportsman-like. We're not at well, war with the Dominion or anything right now. <laughs> the last, uh, the last key to that weapon would have been making the bullet out of ice, so it melted. Oh, no wow. evidence. <laughs> that, that Vulcan would have got away with it too, if it weren't for you meddling Starfleets. Although I imagine you could probably just take the take. The, you could do anything with that gun, right? You could transport yeah. a bone out of the Vulcan's, yeah, out of the person's body, and then shoot it back into them. Yeah, you could just you do, do anything. If yeah. you can teleport it's fully, you can teleport it back, right? Keep that gun out of Rich Master's hands is what <laughs> I, I learned. You know what? I'd like to, I'd like to, good thing he's English and they're not allowed to have him. <laughs> That's true. This if only why. we had the same situation. <laughs> this is why. Rich is the reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they detected that same anomalous energy reading. And uh, Mariner and Freeman are both like, yes, 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 let's get it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a sweet little moment where, like, Captain Freeman is like, you know, I had a great time today. And Mariner's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's real nice. It's sweet. It's got some heart. 
Uh, but Clue is a terrible game, by the way. It's the worst. It's game. awful. Yeah. It's uh, it's a terrible game. I hate it. I'm I, the world's greatest detective, so I love Clue. I just, cannot stand it. No, there's no skill to it. It's just like you might as well just say your guesses. Go around the table yeah. and say your guesses, because that's the that's the I only mean, bit of skill. If you're dumb, yeah. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes over there. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a little too Dickensian for Rich. Mm. <laughs> uh, Dorg and Ma beam to the clump ship Packlid, and Re- Rebner's like, "My name's Rebner. I'm the captain of the ship." And Dorg's yeah. like, "Yes, we've met several times. Rebner. We've met several times, Rebner." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "We need another boomer." <laughs> bomb, yeah. Dorg is like, we already gave you one Veruvian bomb. He's like, what did you do with it? <laughs> we tested it on a big asteroid, but after it stopped working, he's like, it's a bomb. You, you use it once. Use it once. <laughs> he, and he, he's like, he calls the ship and he's like, transport another bomb aboard. It's <laughs> just like very like, and they're just like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, Ma'a not being a dumbass is like well the bomb one emits metrian particles which mm-hmm. like ships can sense from a long way yeah and then we red alarm red alarm <laughs> <laughs> which is my favorite part of the episode <laughs> and uh, the Cerritos shows up and mm-hmm. um, they block the Cerritos' communications from uh, the Klingon ship, and they're going to obliterate the Cerritos. They think the Cerritos thinks that the Packlids are attacking the Klingons, right? Yeah, yep. Which yeah is very Starfleet. Like, well, that's the thing. This entire scene, this entire exchange, is incredibly Starfleet. The way yeah. they come yeah. to everything. Yeah, like they don't assume that the Klingons are are. In on it because they're why like they're allies. Why they? yeah. Like why would they be? They like try and hail them, but they get no response. And like the they're like all oh, both ships are powering their weapons. And Captain Freeman's like, what the hell? Shields yeah. up, red alert, yeah. red alarm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go the Chita, the Chita, Chita, and the Packled Clump Ship Packled. Backlid <laughs> on the Cerritos, and uh, man, isn't that the perfect role for all three of us to do on an episode of Star Trek one day? Is play Packlid. Uh, <laughs> I would love that. I would fucking eat that shit. That up, would be dude. incredible. <laughs> I'd be the dumbest idiot ever in Star Trek, walking into doors and stuff like that. But uh, I'd be the Jar Jar Binks of Star Trek. Oh People my would hate God. Me. I'd be hateable. Why? What a goal to set for yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna I be the be... Jar Jar Binks of Star Trek. I want to be the most hated Star Trek villain of all time. Jesus. Blouses. Move over, Con Noonian shit. <laughs> They'll never. But, he'll never move over. He I has know. to be referenced in everything. Yeah, He's ever. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Commander Ransom leads Boimler and the other Hawaiianers. <laughs> He's like, Hawaiianers, let's go! <laughs> but uh, for, they have to seal off that part of the deck, and they get trapped there, and Boimler like, immediately loses his nerve. He's like, I don't yeah. want to die in a Hawaiian shirt! <laughs> and they're like, what? They're like slow uh, turn what? to him, and they're like, what? <laughs> He's like, I'm from Modesto, California. I just wanted a bridge, buddy. I don't want to die a liar. Dude, it's like Modesto, California, and Hawaii are so different. <laughs> like, like, 
Like, it's fucking, they're both tropical as fuck. I mean, Modesto's not, but it's like, yeah, I've you never know, been nice. to Modesto. I don't know. It's like San Francisco. Um, but both the Benzite and the other officer are like, oh, I'm not from Hawaii either. I just wanted to impress you, Commander Ransom. <laughs> and he's like, you don't have to pretend I like you for who you are. Also, I'm not from Hawaii. <laughs> I'm a lion <laughs> shitbag too. He's like, one of my, fir- my first officer when I was an ensign was from Hawaii, and I pretended, and I just kept going. <laughs> He's like, I actually grew up in on the moon in Tycho City, and both the junior grade lieutenant and the Benzite are like, oh, we grew up on moons too. Yeah, she's like, Earth's moon? I'm from wherever or something. And he's like, whoa. I'm from I'm from Luna Bay, and the Benzite's from the Benzite Benzar's moon B ninety three. So good. I think he says something about B93 being exactly like Earth's moon or something. Yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, it's a great moon. It's a great moon. <laughs> and Boimler's like, you know, Modesto is like San Francisco's moon. And my favorite like, is like, you, you'd know how offensive that is if you were from the moon. And he's like, we were pretending to be from Hawaii. That's the most culturally insensitive thing. <laughs> and he's like, never mind. It's so good. Uh, on the Chita, Dorg uh, is like super psyched that the pack lit are continuing their attack on the Cerritos, right? He's horny, man. He's Klingon mm. horny. But Ma'a is like, look, this is wrong. There's no honor in having the pack leds fight our battles. Yep. And Dorg knocks him across the room. Yep. Yeah. But Ma'a is, and maybe a little not perfectly Klingon way, says, you know, other Klingons have tried to sabotage peace before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's Boimler, right? Yeah, he's different. Like, like Boimler is, like, the biggest sensitive, neurotic human. <laughs> and and comparatively, I guess, uh, Ma'a is, like, the biggest sensitive, neurotic Klingon. Cause oh. Also, I, I assume that sabotaging peace by deception is probably frowned upon. Like, all-out oh, yeah. war, open yeah. conflict, yeah, fine. But getting, like, the packleds to do it for you or acting like a Romulan is pretty shitty. Acting like a Romulan, yeah. yeah that's, Romulans are the worst that. of the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we all know that. Yep. On on the packled <laughs> shit packled, we see four packleds in the lower decks <laughs> in Around front of some mush fruit. Are they mushrooms? I thought they were boxes I, oh, of popcorn. Oh, I thought popcorn. it was popcorn. Yeah, I thought it was popcorn. Mush fruit, apparently. He's like, I'm hungry. You should eat. You should eat. Wow, <laughs> you are so smart. Dude, oh my god. And uh, you know what? We're going to take a surprise break right what? there. We'll be right back after these messages. The night holds terror too horrible to be seen. From out of the shadows, something's coming. Do you think you're really safe all alone in your nice warm house? (laughs) Well, look outside. It's at your door, and it's coming to take you away on a journey into terror. Call now, $1.50 for the first minute, 35 cents each additional minute. Welcome back, everybody, from that uh, unaccountable amount of time that we won't be talking about. Let's forget that that even happened. <laughs> what are we talking about? Nothing. Uh, Captain Freeman orders Wait, evasive maneuvers, but the shields have fallen to 17%. 
Yo, can we talk about the cool look the shields do? Oh yeah. my god, like the rainbow effect. It it's is like really, really neat. Yeah, the, like, the whole that's awesome. All the ship scenes in this episode are so great. They're yeah, so great. they they really did like this and and Strange New Worlds really like did ships right. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Discovery, I feel like went a little over the top. You know, with well, like the ships in Discovery act like uh, jets and mm-hmm. Top yeah. Gun. Where yeah, they and like. Be- should be like cruisers in the ocean. Yes. Like they yeah. should. Yeah. You fire at a cruiser, it hits regardless. There's no. Right. There's no um, sort of like maneuver that can get you out of the way. You've just got to put the the the, the strongest part of the ship in the way of the torpedo, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it's like even now, like with with real fighter jets, like we can hit things from like miles mm-hmm. away, and it always hits. Like how like how are you missing if you have a spaceship? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not happening. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I- and a really cool like visual thing as well. The Cheval drops out of warp between yeah. the Cerritos yeah. and the Packlid ship. And the focus changes as well, which is really cool. I love when animation does that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they really do it. I don't know. They do a good job. The, I didn't think I was going to like this show at all, honestly. I didn't either, actually. Mm-hmm. But I started watching it, and like I was like, you know what? This is pretty fucking good. It, grows, <laughs> like, it definitely grows on you, yeah. because the first episodes weren't great. Yeah, well, no, that's the, first, the thing. The, yeah. I was thinking about expanding and doing a pilot's collection too because we have enough other shows yeah, yeah. to do that now. Yeah. But um, the only pilot out of all the new shows that's genuinely good is the Strange New Worlds one. Yeah, the Discovery pilot's horrible. The Discovery pilot is terrible. The Picard pilot isn't a pilot. It's I don't. Bad. I don't want to watch that show. Prodigy and, is supposed to be good. Yeah, I yeah, haven't I seen Prodigy. No, me neither. Yeah. Um, but the the pilot for um, Lower Decks is terrible. Yeah, it makes me hate every character. Yeah. You hate everybody. Yeah. Although you know you you guys prove that you don't have to have a good episode to have a good episode, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Although, but we do get hate. Yeah, every time we say something <laughs> negative, we get some hate for it. <laughs> Um, Two monocles drop out of people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they said what? They Two said they swords. didn't care for it. <laughs> Unbelievable! They've lost control. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Cheval gets like peppered by the Packlid and the uh, the Packlid ship Packlid and the Chito, and their shields have been significantly weakened. But to Lynn finally reveals that the secret project that she had behind the scenes is a regenerative shield amplifier. Mm. Apparently, Talen is the greatest engineer that's ever fucking lived. Yeah, this is crazy fucking tech, even this in is, the Star yeah. Trek universe. This makes ablative armor look like a boring armor. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Nice. Yep. Put that on the fucking shirt, you fucking <laughs> paramount shit. Yeah, they would shut it down. Um, <laughs> the captain is like, uh, if it doesn't work out, it could damage the shield power coupling, leaving them completely unprotected without shields. Mm. Talen uses logic. He outlogics him. And she's like, yeah. it's, it's logical to use it because we have absolutely no other alternatives. There's nothing left. Yeah. And the captain looks at her for a second and she says, my instincts tell me it will work. 
And the captain is, thinks yeah. for a second and he says, implement her program. Mm. This is great captaining. This guy's great at being yeah. a captain. Even though he's a soulless Vulcan weirdo. Yep. Jesus. And we even, really even, have learned nothing in this collection. <laughs> <laughs> but even I mean, what he does later on is kind of like for yeah. the better of her, right? Yeah. Yeah. She thinks it's a punishment, right? But it's really actually not. like it's yeah, it's like a promotion, really. Yeah. <laughs> like um, they're gonna get the best out of her. Yeah. Yep. Dorg is like horny for battle, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, if I destroy two ships, my glory will be doubled. Just like my dick boners. <laughs> He's like, what if uh, dick boners? <laughs> my two dick boners. <laughs> Little known brother to Dick Masters. Dick Boners. <laughs> He's a half brother. A, ch- a chode brother. Oh, no. Chode brothers for life. There's a shirt. Put that on a shirt. TM, man. But uh, Ma'a is like, would, is the Klingon High Council aware of your actions? He's like, fuck no. And Dorg's like, the council lacks foresight. And yeah, every... foreskins. <laughs> and foreskins. Tavall's program over on the Cheval transfers from the pad and is implemented. And the shield raised the way... to 120%. Yeah. I love the way they do this. They just yeah. like, it's like really... Like a little thing that is really cool. Like they, she just like holds it against the, the console and it goes... Like, yep. that's really cool. It's, uh, they have Wi-Fi technology. Yeah, they have, yeah. <laughs> Which is What's new the to password? Star Trek. Pyramids rule 69420. That's the password. Dorg is like, target the Cerritos. But a voice comes from the side. Belay that order. A camera yeah. moves over. It's Ma'a. And he's got a knife or something. Yeah, what and is he, this? He stabs the got? knife into like a... one of the panels. Awesome. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Hopefully that doesn't that's like the windows or something. <laughs> Somewhere some 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 deck has been evacuated into space. <laughs> Gravity disengaged. <laughs> but Maud demands the captain stop the attack and uh the rest of the lower deckers show up on the bridge with the Targ. Mm. And Dorg is like, I said to destroy the Cerritos! But, uh, Ma'a starts attacking him. Punches him in the fucking face. I love how, like, the the lower deckers get on the bridge just like Ma'a got on the bridge. There's a fight just, on the bridge. Yeah. Like They just walk every on time, to see the fight. Yeah. Every time you exit the lift, it's just a fucking fight on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, Dory is, like, throwing Ma'a around like fucking a rag doll because yeah, he's, he's twice his size. Yeah. And he starts choking him to death. And uh, Choke me, Klingon daddy. <laughs> everybody in the audience gets a little turned on. But, yeah, I um, mean, I certainly didn't, wink. <laughs> but he pulls out a dagger, and he's about to kill Ma'a, but his own Targ bites his arm because he Aww. loves Ma'a so much. He's so cute. But Dorg punches the Targ. Yeah. He goes, stupid Targ. <laughs> uh, the fight continues. <laughs> Dorg's about to kill him, but Ma'a grabs the fucking sword dagger that had fallen on the yeah. ground, 
flips up to his feet and lunges the weapon into Dorg's midsection, That's killing so him instantly. Dude, I love the way he dies. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Like, it's like a like, real action scene. It's not like yeah. a funny joke show fake action scene. Like, yeah. it's not Peter fighting the chicken or what the fuck. <laughs> it's, it's a real fight scene. What I like Frank. is how, like, he's stabbed and then he's happy for a second and then he realizes, yeah. oh no, there's nothing, is there? This is just is death. <laughs> and then oh, he dies. No. <clears throat> I love it when he, he like smiles and his eyes are blue. Oh, it's so good, dude. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah, it's really <laughs> good. And, uh, I love one of the bridge officers just like, Captain, what are your orders? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks up, he's like, uh. His eyes dart around, uh. <laughs> uh. And he, he just set a course for Kronos. We're going to yep. let the High Council decide what to do with the empty shell of this Bakhnuch. <laughs> Whoa, we can't say that on this show. It's true. That's a super curse word. You can't use that until you have 200 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only bit I don't like about this episode, that they didn't fight the pack led. Right. They yeah. didn't turn and fight them, yeah. That's, that's not bit. very Klingon of them. No, no. But they did. They did leave a like as a writer, right? They left like a, yeah. uh, 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 an avenue, a lane for because uh, Jax is like, what are the Klingons doing? Like, yeah. that's weird, you know. And yeah, that's when he says the line where he's like, they usually like to die in battle, and you know what? I get it. I <laughs> love that line. <laughs> And you've got to you've got to expect Ma'ach to be back next season, right? He's got to come back. I hope so. You would think, right? I, I mean, so. Talin's probably going to be on the Cerritos. Uh, right, well, that so. was what I thought was going to happen at the end, yeah. but then it didn't. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was going to be like Boimler's all sad or whatever, but then like Talin walks over and like they have a conversation and they realize they have something in common or something. <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah, that would have been better. But um. I, my uh, my second favorite part of the episode, besides Red Alarm, <laughs> is uh, they, like, uh, both the Cerritos and the Cheval, like, keep firing on the pikelids until they take off. Mm-hmm. And then Captain Freeman hails the Cheval and he's like, hey, <laughs> thanks for your assistance. And the captain's yeah. just like, do you need any assistance? They do this in Enterprise, too, yeah. with Archer. And Archer's like, hey, uh, do you need help or whatever? And, like... <laughs> And they're like, no. And then just like, hang on. <laughs> Captain Freeman's like, well, no, we were just calling for it. He's like, and then we will end communications. <laughs> There's nothing further. Yeah. So dude, good, dude. What a fun party guy, Captain Freeman said. <laughs> but that's when Captain Freeman is like, you know, maybe they decided they changed their minds about which side they were on. Yeah. It's a very, like, Star Trek moment where, mm-hmm. like, yes. instead of jumping to the conclusion that the Klingons are, like, their enemies now... Right. They take they things more into consideration. Yeah, they didn't go follow the Klingons, let's hunt them. You know, yeah. it wasn't like like how, you know... It, it was, like you said, it was very Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talen goes to visit her captain in his quarters. And, again, this would be really great for people who have migraines from light because it is <laughs> dim as fuck in there. Oh, yeah, it's so soothing. It's all candle lighting in there, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> incandescent as fuck. <laughs> if only I could be so grossly incandescent. 
Vulcan, he's, he's... Vulcan incense burning. The strong <laughs> scent of, I don't know, lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> The strong scent of nothing. <laughs> a ch- the, the candle says a child's whisper or something like that. The candle says candle on it, probably. <laughs> Wax. Sand, sand scented. Wax oh, and course. cord. <laughs> cord. <laughs> That's too strong for a Klingon, uh, man. Cord? Like a rope? <laughs> the... Uh, He's like, you know, I'm not here to give you a commendation as the way you may believe. I'm actually removing you from duty because your uh, inability to control your emotions has become too much of a liability. <laughs> Fucking insane, dude. <laughs> to Even though he's like, without you, we'd be dead. But that's, you know. He's like, your perceived victory will only fuel further impulsive behavior. And there's no room for that on the ship. I run a tight ship with emotionless idiots. Your uh, your thirst for victory will only fuel further victory, and I can't have that. <laughs> you can't have that. Yeah. Victory is too much of an emotion. <laughs> He's like, yeah, she's like, okay, I'm gonna get my stuff and return to Vulcan. He's like, no, I'm reassigning you to a Starfleet vessel, and she's like, I don't deserve this punishment. <laughs> yeah, this is a horrible fate. Yeah. He's like. But she- that outburst is exactly why I came to this decision, and it's final. Yeah, Which then I, she gives him the finger. I she gives him the Vulcan salute. <laughs> the, if you're walking away and say goodbye, Captain, and giving the Vulcan salute, that's the finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, well, goodbye, sir. Sir, that's what it is, yeah. Doesn't, um, mm. isn't that like, uh, Mariner does a weird sort of like goodbye Vulcan salute as she leaves... In one episode as well, she's talking yeah. to Freeman, and she's like, "Yeah, see you later, bye." And she's doing the Vulcan salute, and she leaves. But <laughs> it's a nice little echo. Yeah, that's true. Talyn's gonna love it though. She's yeah. gonna do all this shit on a Starfleet ship, and they're gonna be like, "You're promoted to like commander, yep. man." Like, Ho- this hopefully, is great. By, hopefully, by this point, she doesn't get the full Tuvok treatment, where mm-hmm. everyone she meets, like, "Why don't you act more human? Why are you so weird?" <laughs> Why don't you act more human like our friend Suter over here? This guy's totally well adjusted. <laughs> Suter's like, <laughs> murder people. Um, Boimler and Boimler Mariner, Tendi and Rutherford have joined back together again, and he's he's super sad that he can't be friends with Commander Ransom. Oh, it's my- even though he can. What's stopping him? Yeah. This is my favorite line in the episode. <laughs> yeah, the whole. Um, oh, I bet they're over there talking about. Tides and werewolves. Werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, dude. It really is so good. There's <laughs> uh, the two things he knows about. Mariner's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, oh, you don't need a bridge, buddy. You have us. And during the next warp or day off, we'll all do something together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. yeah. I loved like when the red alert happens earlier, and they all f- flood out of the holodeck yeah. area, and they're all wearing like different fucking ha- like one's a princess, one's an Ambu Jitsu guy. It's so good. I thought dude. that was absolutely yeah. hilarious. Two and they're of them all are wearing um, Troy and Crusher's like calisthenics thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But a, a cadet walks up and he's like, Ensign Boiler, can I ask you about my duty schedule? 
He's like, I'm having trouble being organized. Yeah. He's like, what? Why me? And he's like, well, Commander Ransom said that you were the most organized officer on the ship, and you were great. <laughs> and it shows Ransom does a little smile and turns back. It's yeah. so drink. good. Yeah. And we get the what sounds like is the outro to the season, but there's another episode after this where he says. Uh, you know, you always hear about the adventures of the bridge crew, but the real action takes place down on the, the lower, lower decks. decks. Yeah. And then the credits, we get the lower decks of Borg Cube 90182, oh my God. which is the area code or the zip code of LA. That's LA's zip code. <laughs> and it's just Borg drones regenerating motionless for the yeah. whole credits. <laughs> so good. And it's just that hum. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> and that's the that's the end of the episode. Do we have any further fun facts of the episode for everyone? Mm, I don't. No. <laughs> wow, th- way to bring your A game, <laughs> It good. <laughs> My fun fact was I liked it. No, this was like when I watched this the first time, I was like, yo, this is really good. Mm. Like you could I don't know, you could feel like the Star Trek love, and and that's what's great about this whole show, really, is yeah. you think it's gonna be like Rick and Morty, and in some parts it's sort of kind kind of, but in the best way possible. But I think the people who make this show really love Star Trek, yeah. and they never do it a disservice. Yeah, I agree. I think like I sometimes think and this this might be this might not be what they're going for, but if they dropped some of the I don't know the low hanging fruit jokes and yeah. kept the really great stuff. Because this, yeah. this episode is per, a perfect sort of amalgamation of really good knowing your Star Trek jokes and yeah. really good knowing your Star Trek story. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a few episodes in the first series and the beginning of this series where, like, there's a few jokes that just are a little bit too, like you said, Josh, Rick and Morty rather yeah. than Star Trek. But then, yeah, they, you know, yeah, you said it best. Like low, it's like the low-hanging joke. Like, yeah. You gotta take it... Like, Futurama is the king of... of, Mm -hmm. Like, that show has, like, a joke a second, right? And, like, it's rapid fire. So even the low-hanging ones, like, you're just already on to the next one, right? But this show is a little differently paced, so you kind of hang on, like, the the silly jokes, and you're like, oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, Mm -hmm. eye-rolly a little bit, right? But... Yeah, Yeah, I think that's... It's true as well that that's sort of a season one... Maybe early, like I said, I'm still in season one, but like an early season two thing because this episode, if it's any sort of indication of what the episodes around it are like, yeah, it's pretty expertly done. The, the even one, like the really dumb jokes get like yeah. a giant laugh, like a, like Rich's favorite part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, like they're probably no, I laughed talking loud. about tides werewolves. <laughs> I laughed, dude. I was like, that's brilliant. That's fun. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> I don't know which which season is the one rich where they go um like they're on trial is that the second season I think that's, that's a really first good... that's a really good oh okay one. Um, that's a good one the ones that are either side of this episode I think without spoiling it for Jeff are the yeah. last one where you know that that thing yeah. happens and then yeah. the the one before it is the one where they have to do all the holodeck simulations yes that's a yes. great one it's it's yes. sandwiched between two of the best other yeah. lower decks episodes 
it's it's good too because it's like ten episodes, which is like the yeah. way it is now. But mm-hmm. it's it's like the perfect amount of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's like important to point out as well that like we're singing the praises of the show that I think all three of us started out not liking because of the first yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If we're gonna get shit on for the show for shitting on Discovery and Picard, like we should also get some credit for keeping an open mind and watching not only this, but I know Jeff and I really like Strange New Worlds. I haven't uh, seen it yet, because I'm not it's, allowed to. I, I would, in the UK. <laughs> I'm sorry about your place in the world, but... <laughs> the the the, the uh, sailing ships haven't delivered it to them yet. <laughs> Carry a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Strange New Worlds really shocked me with how good it is. I mean, yeah, there yeah. are... Um, there, th- I guess eventually we'll get to talking about Strange mm-hmm. New Worlds. Maybe we'll start adding it into the rotation of episodes yeah. we can watch. Yeah, there's some really good ones, like the one with the Doctor. Uh, have you seen that one yet, Jeff? Yes, I've seen all it's of them. So, it's so good. Do you know what you guys uh, there, should do? There are, there are a couple... There is one episode I absolutely hate. Hmm. Uh, I absolutely hate that episode, and there's a plot point that I really, really don't like from the, think, through the whole season. I think I know which one you're talking about. But just, yeah, for like overall, Strange New Worlds really fucking impressed me, and I really yeah. love it. Why yep. Why don't you guys do like you were going to do Discovery as like the Patreon exclusive? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was a bad but, idea. But now you've now you've got this show that you both love. Why don't you do that as a Patreon exclusive? Yeah, we could. I guess we could, yeah. I mean, it's finding time to do an extra thing. Yeah. We still yeah. have to do the fifth element. <laughs> <laughs> well, priorities. Yeah, and, yeah. and Conan the Barbarian 2. Conan the Destroyer. I love that film. I know yes, it's, I know it's the weaker is, of the two, but it, it's, it's so amazing. Great. I love that movie, though. It's a D&D campaign mm-hmm. with Conan. Dude, yeah, it's, totally. Dude. Yes. <laughs> Okay, this brings us to the portion of the show where we break out uh, our giant prop Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. Let me wheel board. it in here. Let me put a little sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, now well, I don't we, have to do anything. We all three did it, so that's good. <laughs> and, uh, it's got three wheels. Yeah. There we go. The Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality is, of course, warp one is a Cochrane, which is from a, the guy who's responsible for Starfleet existing. Yeah. And is from a great movie, and that's mm-hmm. bad. Yep. And Ten is a Catfish, which is from arguably the worst episode in Star Trek history. Yes. And that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This makes perfect sense if you just fucking think about it. Think about it, you fucking dorks. <laughs> so, let's start with the Guest of Honor, Rich Masters, the, the master of writing. Mm-hmm. You can actually find a full-length Richmaster story narrated by me and chuckle-fucked-at by Josh (laughs) on our Patreon, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. It's been up for, like, a week at this point by the time you listen to this. It's a good one. It is a good one. It is a good one. I only came five times during it. I'm surprised you did it in uh, one sitting, not coming five times. I mean, uh, oh, that makes perfect come. sense. I can double that. You want to watch? Sure. I It'll mean, we've, we've got video on this Skype, you know. <laughs> oh, right. Duh. We're using 2008's uh, number one program, Skype. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, Rich, uh, what is? where do you put this episode on the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality and why? So, 
I think... So I, th- I think even if I was looking at it objectively as just a Lower Decks episode, I think my score would be the same. Because uh-huh. I think up until this point, it was the best episode of Star Trek since... Um, what's yeah. the one before the finale of Enterprise? Is that the one with uh, Robocop in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, we did that uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. That one. I don't remember the name of it, but um, yeah, that, that episode, yeah. But I would give it a Conspiracy? nine. Oh, that's... That's oh, high. Man. That because, is high, but yeah. Because I think if, if it were a full-fledged 45-minute Star Trek episode, there'd be enough there to do it, and I think they do it well with the material they've got. But also, it's the best episode of Lower Decks. Yes. It's the absolute best one. The 8, 9, and 10 of that season are just perfect, but this yep. is the best out of the three. So I'd give it a 9, a, a, cons- a sort of like relaxed 9. <laughs> Reli- a chill-ass yeah. 9. Yeah. An English 9 is what they call yeah, it. I didn't know 9 was chill like that. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know 9 got down like to fuck. But like, like, a, I didn't, like a I didn't 9, know nine got one. wet. but it's the best it's the best thing since uh terra nova no that's not the right one no 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 what is it oh i can't remember the best since robocop versus the enterprise (laughs) that's the best one that's the name of the episode episode Yeah, uh, I agree. I was gonna give it a nine too, and and for I guess for more per- personal reasons, like you said, like at this point watching Star Trek, I was like pretty fucking jaded, and even like with the first like two whole seasons of Lower Decks, I was mm-hmm. like, this is really really great, and like I'm glad this exists, but like I was still at that point sad about there isn't a Star yeah. Trek anymore. You know what I mean? And this yep. this came along, and I was like, okay, this is like really good and really clever, and it's funny. Which is like, how the fuck do you do that, right? Yeah. Like, this it's crazy. So I, I agree, nine all the way. Hard nine. Hard nine. <laughs> this is Call gonna be. Philly this nine. is gonna sound crazy. Okay, here we to go. Everyone, here we go. This is gonna this is gonna get me canceled from the internet. Oh god, not again. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucking wild. Nine point five. <laughs> This episode hit so many fucking marks of the things that I absolutely love about Star Trek. Yeah. The, like, bridge crew Starfleet approach to the situation towards the end of the episode. Yep. The characterization of every character was, like, spot on and perfect. And, like... Yeah. There are episodes where Mariner grates on my nerves. Yes. I like Mariner as a character a lot, but she grates on my nerves sometimes. This episode, she's, like perfectly mariner in a way that does not grate on my nerves at all yeah yeah Yeah. totally Um, all of the characters that do appear in this episode have such good things to do in it they waste no one Mm -hmm. yep which is like a hallmark of like the best written star trek episodes that no one is wasted even though we're introduced to two entire new crews of characters that we need to know and love Yeah. yeah and those characters have personality as well yeah, they're their own characters. Like that's why. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I, most interestingly, like everybody knows that I love Vulcans. I think Vulcans are, what? are fascinating. Since when? Since today. Damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I love Vulcans. I love Klingons as well, and uh, I think both 
ships are written in such a way that none of the characters are the same guy. Yeah. Even yeah. though like Klingons can be written the exact same way, way every time, and all the characters can be carbon copies in other f- Star Treks, and it's perfectly fine. Yeah. There is a personality difference between every Vulcan mm-hmm. who speaks, and there is a personality difference between every Klingon who speaks. Yeah. This is this is kind of this could be like another podcast altogether, but this show and this episode does kind of like what like Stranger Things does really well where they have these different groups of people, like the nerds and the mm-hmm. metalheads and stuff, and none of them are the butt of the joke. They're all celebrated in their own way. And, like, the Klingons and the Vulcans, like, they, they, there's jokes about, you know, it's like, oh, you're losing your mind and stuff, but, like... Which is hilarious. Yeah, it's which like is the, funny, I, yeah. It was the funny... I never even thought of doing that. Like, it's I've clever. written joke Vulcans before for yeah. stuff, and I've played a joke Vulcan, I never thought of, like... <laughs> Doing the slightest thing outside of Vulcan norm and being like, you've lost your That's fucking out mind. of control. Yeah. But the thing is, but those three characters that she is with all have a slightly different reaction to her rebellious nature. One is yeah. adversarial. Mm-hmm. One is trying to help her. One is trying to like you know gets frustrated with her. They're not yeah, just one is just really copy. judgmental. Yep. Yeah. I I really like the guy who's just like judgmental as mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just makes a snap reaction to her. <laughs> and uh, all the Klingons being, like, schoolyard bullies is really funny to me. They're all, like, mm-hmm. Biff Tannen's friends, right? Like, they're just idiots, but they're also, like, just normal-ass fucking Klingons, man, you know? But they also think... care for him as well. Yes. Like, it's, yes. it's friendly jibbing. It's kind of like, you yeah. know, like, you know, oh, I've got to do this today, and I've got to drain the worm barrels. <laughs> <laughs> so, so G- number three is called Drain the Worm Barrel, Drain right? The worm that's, barrel. What, oh, that's what we're calling it from now on. Uh, th- yeah, that's what we're calling it yeah. from now on. That's what um, we're calling. Yeah, you and me. The uh, and the thing is, like in an episode like this, the reason why I give it the point five extra is in an episode like this, it would be so unbelievably easy for the Cerritos to be lost behind these two other yeah. ships, and they're, like, yeah. really cartoony, funny characters. But the Cerritos storyline is just as funny. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yeah. comple- it competes on the exact same level as the other two storylines. Yeah. There, like there are episodes the- where a B-plot is excruciating. Yeah. Because you just want to get back to that A-plot. But the B-plot and the C-plot of this episode, just as fucking good. Yep, so good, man. And the Cerritos is like the little ship in a big situation, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like at f- in the first season, especially, they're always like, "Oh, so the California class is like that." You know, they're little tough ships, but you know, they're not big like Starfleet flagships. Mm-hmm. And like they're they're out there doing like they're like unafraid to do the big ship, big boy ship stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. That's very Starfleet, yeah, absolutely. There's there's something like exceptionally like um, satisfying about the fact that all three storylines, the A, B, and C plot all wrap together at the Converge, end in a yeah. completely like perfect manner. They fold yep. in together naturally. Nothing is forced. Nothing feels like it was too fast. Mm-hmm. This is like expert level Star Trek writing and it's hilarious on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope they bring Talyn on like I 
I think it would be a missed opportunity if they don't. And I think that's all a hallmark of a really good show is it leaves you with hope where you're like, oh, I really want to see this, yeah. right? Or I, re- oh, I hope yeah. they do this. Whereas all other Star Treks up until this point was like, could we m- not do that? <laughs> like, could, could you get rid of this? You know what I mean? It's yeah, pretty um, much. It's, it's sort of like a testament to the writing as well that if it hadn't mm-hmm. been one of those ships, it still would have carried the episode. Yes, absolutely. It would have been so good like to see more of the Klingon ship. At the Especially the, of the Borg ship. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most interesting part. <laughs> I would listen I will to a say, board like, ship at night to sleep. <laughs> I'm I'm not grading this on anywhere near as much of a curve as people might be thinking. Yeah, I think a that, 9.5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like I've given episodes a ten before. Like uh, in the yeah. pale moonlight is a ten. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely, inner light is a ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Darmok is a ten, and I think those episodes are like loftier. Yeah, uh, but there is a bit of a curve that I'm doing that this is a comedy series, mm-hmm. but it still achieves such a high degree of trekness. Mm-hmm. I I think that that only enhances the score, really. Yeah, because it could yeah. be totally easy just to be like, well, we make a silly Star Trek show, we make a bunch of weird jokes and whatever, but that's not really what this is, right? Like, yeah, it's somehow doing both. It's it's very. It's very much like Futurama, where it's like, I'm here for the jokes, I came for the jokes, but I'm here for the story now, you know what I mean? And it's, mm-hmm. it's I think about this all the time, that like, uh, people who may be newer to the show or just skipped it all together, we did this little special once called uh, Trek Kings, Yeah, where we did like a little crossover thing with Kevin Cole and Hadley Sinclair and played uh, a Star Trek game, and that game could be perfectly transplanted into an episode yes. of Lower mm-hmm. Decks yes. and need no editing or other writing or anything to it whatsoever. Tandar has a thing for Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, the Andorian. Funniest joke that will never... Like, an Andorian named Jennifer is hilarious. <laughs> there is a... Um, one of the Vulcans in this episode is named Tim. <laughs> It's in the credits. Oh, my God. I was, oh, my I God. I paused the credits to laugh about that. I think it's the one that the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the Good Place plays. Yeah. His name is Tim. Tim. <laughs> That's so good, man. One, Holy shit. One thing I really liked about this episode as well is... So, it does make jokes. It's a, com- it's a comedy series, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. But, so, when all of the... That there's something that's different in this series of Lower Decks, and I think they've learned now that you don't have to call out your jokes. Your audience yeah. aren't dummies. Um, I mean, some of them are. Um, right. But, like, when Red Alert sounds and the Ambo Jitsuers come out, they didn't need to say, oh, yeah. there's someone in an Ambo Jitsu suit. It's just a funny right. visual joke yeah. that we'll get if we get it. And yep. we won't if we won't. And also, I think if you that's... don't get it, you're going to get it next time, right? Yeah, there's a yeah. rewatchability, yeah. that's. I think that's where like the, the positives of like a Rick and Morty come in. Because Rick and Morty does that all the time, mm-hmm. too, where like some weird shit's going on in the background, and you're like, oh, I didn't see that before. What the fuck is that? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, no, that, that's, a, that's a really good point, because I hate when they do that. I hate when shows do that. Yeah. Like, oh, look at this. And it's like, that's how you get Star Trek fans to hate it. Because... Yeah. Yeah. 
None of the humor in this episode felt forced in any way, shape, or form. It felt natural to the situation. Yeah. And I, I'm i just incredibly impressed with the writing on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, they made Vulcans hilarious. How the fuck do you do that? Yeah. Uh, I've done it before, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Besides you, Jeff, how did they do my it? Boy, my boy, <coughs> Saris. Saris. <laughs> to pulsator on subspace. <coughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it. You will get your chance to pitch your things. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, it's quite easy to write a, a funny Vulcan if you know how. If you know how. Well, if you know how to write a real Vulcan, yeah. I think now is as good a time as any for you to plug all your horse shit. <laughs> i got too much stuff now going on. I didn't have anything last time we did. No, it, you me? were literally like, listen like, to the uh, emails with my stories yeah. in Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, if you want to hear stories from me, you can listen to emails, uh, M class emails, because that's where they appear first. Uh, M class wanna... email, singular. Oh yeah, sorry. It's yeah, always been it's that always way. Always been singular. Um, but <laughs> oh, what a fucking novice! I can't believe I did that. Um, wow. But uh, my stories, the elongate versions of those stories, are on boldlyprose.com. Um, and they are about they're, they're about 50 pages each um, the Picard series is being written in long form which terrifies me because then I realise I've got to write 500 pages um, yeah, so for those <laughs> those who don't know right Rich like if you're writing like a screenplay or something a page is a minute so yeah. it's about as long as An a show would be yeah. <laughs> which so is it's fucking like terrifying. 800 minutes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a series length <laughs> Um, you can also listen to a podcast that I do with a group of cool people um, that is set in the Star Trek uh, universe called Tapons Theatre on Subspace. And you can find us at ttos.cool. Oh, God, I feel so old when <laughs> I say that. That's a great name. That's awesome. And then there is a... Uh, you're welcome, by the way, for co-creating all those characters. <laughs> yeah. You might have heard about Tapon from a show called M-Class Podcast. Started here. <laughs> he's, um, big, he's moved on to bigger and better things. It's true. <laughs> and then uh, I do an animation podcast with Spivzy, uh, another friend of the podcast, called... Yeah. Uh, Toon Hounds, and you can find us at Toon Hounds on Twitter, or mm, I don't know if we have a website. Yeah, oh, what did yeah. you guys do? What did you guys do last? Uh, I saw it. Well, oh, it, it came was... out on Monday. It was finales. I did Clone Wars because Clone, Clone Wars, Wars finale is amazing, and then yes. Spivzy picked regular show, um, yeah, regular which show. is just batshit insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, good Jeff, shit. You know, this is neither episode. here nor there. But I thought uh, my whole life, I was I was a big fan of reboot when I was a kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my whole life, if anybody's watched reboot, I thought the episode where they go to a play, and it's like a musical where they tell the story of the entire series mm-hmm. up to that point was the <laughs> final episode. No, but it's, it's not. There's a whole season after yep. that shit. I didn't yeah. even know about. It's like a hidden season. Yeah, that's cause... like my favorite finale, even though there's yeah. a season afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's it. My favorite finale is when Goku kills Frieza. Nothing happens after that. No, there's definitely not 900 episodes more after that. <laughs> so, uh, so I've it's never seen. I've never seen Dragon Ball Z. Any of what? Them. Well, I know, I know. And Spivzy is making me watch it for the next Toon Hounds. <laughs> You're gonna watch abbreviated, right? Well, I'm gonna watch. Wa- I'm gonna watch about two, three episodes, maybe. Um, that's all you need. So you'll, you'll either like it or not. It's, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, if you 
re- if you like read or watch Dragon Ball from the beginning mm-hmm. until the end, which I, I thought was going to take me a long time, but I actually did it in a week. Yeah. Wow. Um, from Dragon Ball to the end of Dragon Ball Z, um, you will never be able to watch another shonen anime mm-hmm. again without realizing it's a knockoff of Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. Every single one of them, to the point where like you can t- put a timer on that is hooked up to when Goku finds out he's an alien in Dragon Ball, <laughs> and yeah. somebody, the main character, will find out they're fucking something yeah. in another shonen at it's the exact like, same moment. Mm-hmm. It's like when you listen to Dark Side of the Moon and watch uh, Wizard of Oz. It's the same <laughs> shit. Uh, expound upon that. Well, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough for me. <laughs> What else, where else can people find you, Rich? Uh, I'm on Twitter at MastersRich. And that's it. I think. That's that it, was a right? lot of things. That's for now. For wink. now. Oh, wink, yeah. wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Secret projects. Hey, shut up. This, um. bi- this Klingon two dicks is about to become a Klingon three dicks. <laughs> That's that's the, that's the new reveal yeah. and discovery. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's three piss streams. Yeah, that one guy only had two piss streams because he had one amputated. Klingons actually have three dicks mm-hmm. like a Skeksis. He only had two dicks because he didn't clean the worm pipe. Oh, <laughs> no. Strange new wax. backed up with worm and blood. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad euphemism. I don't this like is a it. bad episode. <laughs> Look, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. And if you'd like to keep our show running, you can head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar, you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, a Discord full of disgruntled M-Class fans, (laughs) and uh, wallpapers of every episode art I've ever made. And for a little bit more money, you get other podcasts like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, where we talk about whatever, commentary tracks called Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies, and maybe a Strange New Worlds Ooh. series that we Strange do. New M Class. That's what it would be called. That's a great oh, idea. That's whoever, not bad, whoever invented actually. that. <laughs> uh, calm, calm down, Rich. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, so head on over to patreon.com slash M Class Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at M Class Podcast, and you can find all of our links to everything, including an episode list that Rich definitely knew existed at M Class Podcast. <laughs> Cast.com. Uh, I'd like to thank it. Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. Uh, you mm-hmm. can find Vitizen anywhere better music is found. He's got a new album out and it's great. Yeah. He does. He created an album. I love the concept behind this album. It's uh, a soundtrack for a video game that never existed. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love shit like that. It is so good. It has art uh, by uh, Bam. Who's been on the show yeah. before? Friend of the show, Bam, uh, which you can find at Bam Zaram on Twitter and other stuff. Shrug. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> They're not on the show. I don't have to fuck them uh, But he definitely listened. Bam definitely listens. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love you, Bam. But um, Shrug. what else can they do to help the show, Josh? 
uh, go to iTunes or Spotify and rate and review the show. You can write whatever you want. Sometimes we spoil it by telling you how many swords are in things. Yeah, which... I saw you spoiled some sword shit on Twitter recently. Yeah, I spoiled some uh, Stranger Things sport, sp- sword lore. I thought you were joking, and then no, I saw it in, in the show, and I was like, what the fuck? No, man. I was like, what the hell? I thought the same thing. I was like, all right. That might be the most jump the shark shit the show's ever done. (laughs) Could be, Uh, actually. We have a new review. Oh! Is it good? Five stars from Smill Biff (laughs) on the 5th of this month. Okay. A couple of hilarious dorks talk about Star Trek. Longtime listener, first time reviewer Smill Biff here. Their passion for Star Trek shines through, and their opinions on everything are mostly correct all the time. <laughs> Keep up the good work, you two. Thank you so much to Smill Biff. Thank you, Smill Biff. Your name rules. Are you from the Connecticut Smell Biffs? Are you related to Biff Tannen by any chance? Yeah, because that might be a problem. True Klingon warrior mm. Biff Tannen? <laughs> He dresses like one and two. <laughs> it's true. It's got I think this boots. Is, I think this is the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like like forever. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Shrug. <Keep hanging> on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rich, for being on the show. We really appreciate you coming. Man. No worries. I appreciate. We being love on. you, Rich. Love, Thank you. I love you both too. I will clean out your worm barrels any day. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. Bye. Zip.
I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.